Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. Hey there, I have been seeing a ton of people posting all about how they're trying to organize their life and try to balance things and meal prep and get a really good home life in order. So I was so excited to chat with today's guest because she shows us exactly what we can do to get our home and our life organized. Now, before we dive into our guest and all of her awesomeness, I have to share with you a really great money win for this week. Today's money win comes from Larissa. Larissa says, as of today, I'm officially debt free. I paid off all my hospital and student loans. Over $10,000 is gone. I even paid my insurance for the rest of the year. Hashtag money win. Larissa, I am so crazy proud of you. That is such a great feeling to have all of your debt cleared up and to officially have that peace of mind. I'm just so happy for you. And I hope that you took some time to celebrate your huge money win. Congrats again to you. That is so freaking awesome. Guys, if you want to hang out with Larissa and myself and a ton of other money nerds, then you need to be in the private Facebook group, Manage Your Money Like a Boss. There's lots of great conversation happening in there. There's a no jerk policy at all. So people cannot be mean in that group or they get kicked out. It's all about support and helping each other wherever you are in your financial journey. I would love to see you in there and hear what you're up to. All right, let's talk about today's guest. Mika Perry is a mom, wife, blogger, and influencer, as well as a co-host of the Good to Be Home podcast. She shares curated tips and tricks through her Instagram, which you have to check out. It is so, so good. It's all linked in the show notes and her blog and helps followers live a more balanced, organized, healthy, and happy life. As a former professional organizer, she often shares her expertise surrounding home organization. You guys, I stumbled across Mika, I don't even know, a couple years ago maybe, and started following her tips for home organization. It is so, so good. You are going to look at her Instagram and then immediately look around your house and say, what the heck can I organize? It's, it's incredible. In this episode, Mika shares a little bit about her background in wealth management, how she turned into a professional organizer, more importantly, how she grew her organization business. I 
always think that's so interesting. She shares some advice on why organization doesn't always seem to last. I don't know if I'm alone on this, but I feel like I will spend all the time organizing a space and maybe three months later, it's a total cluster again. So she talks a little bit about why that might be and how we can potentially fix that problem. Mika talks a lot about systems in your home life and some of the systems that she currently uses and recommends and helps other people put into place as well. We talk a little bit about deciding what stays and what goes. Have you ever had that problem where you're organizing and you don't know if you should keep it just in case, but you haven't used it in a couple of years? <laughs> so I can't be alone on this stuff. So we talk a little bit about that too. Some digital organization tips. My phone, you guys, my photos, it's a cluster. It is so crazy how much I have on my phone. So we talk about some digital organization tips for sure. This was definitely something I needed. And last but not least, we go into detail on Mika has this really kind of fun and very inspiring family tradition where they take a vacation. She talks a little bit about it. I don't want to ruin it because it's so cool. And if you have a family, definitely give it a listen because I think it'll inspire you to do something fun and unique with your family as well. But I am just so excited to introduce you to Mika Perry. I think you're going to have a great time learning from her. If you do enjoy this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. I'm at Whitney underscore Hanson underscore co. And then also tag Mika. It'll be so fun to see who's listening in. And I know it means a lot to me and to Mika as well. So please take the time to share if you think this could help somebody. All right, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode with Mika Perry. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode today. I'm so excited to be joined by Mika Perry. Mika, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you so much, Whitney. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm a big fan of your podcast and your Instagram account is absolutely beautiful. Every time I go there, I'm like, oh my God, I need to get my stuff together. It is so beautiful. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. So tell us all a little bit about your background. Have you always been this organized? Is this something that was a learned skill for you? How did you get to where you are today? Um, I would say it's both. I definitely had like an interest in organizing and maybe a natural inclination. I would say more than organizing in systems. It was all more of like a, a visual, like a spatial reasoning that I always liked and kind of like, you know, where things were maybe interiors. Um, but, but yeah, it's definitely a skill that I've had to work on. And that's something that I definitely try to stress and encourage with others is that, you know, when you see someone like, you know, related to organizing, you may see online, you know, it didn't just naturally occur. There is work behind it. Someone had to do that and learn how to do it. And I truly believe it is available. It's a skill available to anyone that wants it. I love this. Okay. So yeah. your background, you started off in your career as a teacher. Is that correct? Yes. And actually, that was my second career. I actually go back even further. And I was actually in wealth management uh, at Morgan Stanley. What? So yeah, yeah, I had my series seven and I worked as a, a kind of like a broker's assistant slash EA to a team of wealth advisors here in Scottsdale and was there for about five years right out of college. Whoa. Okay. What yeah. caused the career shift? I really didn't have a passion in finance and I, I had a business minor and I wanted to go into business, but that's just kind of something that I got connected with and kind of fell in my lap and it really wasn't a passion for me. And after I left in 2008, so, you know, time-wise, that was a, a challenging time in the financial world, but it, it was something that I just didn't feel a passion for. So at that time, I kind of looked inward and said, you know, what, what's made me happy in the past? What have I loved? And the answer 
before then was working with kids. And so that's how I got into teaching. And I went back and got my master's degree in elementary education and then taught first grade and sixth grade. And I, I think maybe I just, you know, happened to enter these two industries at the the worst times um, because that was the time that wasn't great for teachers. There weren't a lot of available jobs. And I were and I live in Arizona, so it's a little bit challenging here as well, the public education system. And it's it's something I was passionate about, but just didn't pan out for me. So long, long story short, through those two careers that I've had, I've, I've learned that the common thread and what made me successful was in part to be organized and that was enjoyed in both of those positions, you know, with wealth management, that's high pressure. And if you're not organized, if you drop a ball, uh, big things can happen. And then in, in teaching, uh, setting up systems, um, around me as a teacher in my curriculum, and then also around my children and giving them a predictable, organized, you know, serene and calm, uh, efficient place really uh, help them to learn better. So um, yeah, that's kind of my background. And then I went into entrepreneurship, surprisingly, and I had my organizing business in professional organizing. So that's going into uh, closets, you know, pantries, any space in the home and, and helping clients get physically organized. Whoa, that's so cool. Yep. Okay, so with that, you, you said surprisingly entrepreneurship. Is that something you didn't <laughs> think was in your wheelhouse? No, no, what? not at all. Yeah, not at all. Um, and in fact, I was very much against it. And so my husband, since we were dating, he always had like, uh, he started out in Apple, but then launched a kind of like a creative agency and then took that into a larger ad agency. And, um, you know, he's always wanted to be a business owner. But I at one point was like, why can't you have a nine to five, like something more stable? And, <laughs> you know, that doesn't take all these hours away from you and um, and add on all the stress. And so that's something, you know, uh, we've we've worked on over our years of marriage and our relationship and growing our own individual businesses. But yeah, at the time I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't want that uncertainty. I, I liked certainty and I liked order and owning my own business. I didn't think was something that was in my capacity, but as soon as I went in and did it, um, you know, it actually started because I saw a Pinterest post that said, would you make a good professional organizer? And I was like, I read all the checklists and I said, oh my gosh, this is me. And I was like, wait, I didn't even know that that was a profession. I didn't know that you can do that as a job. Okay. And so, yeah. And so then I, I went into it. My husband helped me kind of with branding and, and, and launching. And then I actually licensed a larger national brand. So it was a really good complimentary way to enter entrepreneurship because I didn't have to start from scratch, I had some handholding, but I was able to grow a team, manage, build the business, scale it, um, do all that. And so now, you know, I'm, I'm fully in on business ownership. I'll never go back. That's so cool. I'm so glad to hear that. Because yeah. yeah, a lot of people think you entrepreneurs are the kids that were selling candy on the playground. And that's not always true. So I think it's always cool to hear a, a different perspective. Yeah, I mean, try it. Try something. Um, do things that you you that make you uncomfortable or that you really don't feel like is uh, is a part of you or something that you're naturally inclined to do. But if you try it, you may be really, really surprised at what you have inside of you. That's super good advice. I appreciate you sharing that. I'm now kind of yeah. curious. So you're going into people's homes, you're helping them get organized. What are the common areas that you see people are just super messy with or could use a little extra help with? Mm, um, well, definitely for a lot, most of my clients were moms 
um, parents. So a lot of them were families. So a lot of the family areas like kitchens and playrooms, um, certainly closets, uh, definitely garages. <laughs> and um, and then I would say, you know, we did a lot of moves actually um, and helping to unpack when um, the client was moving in. And because that is just such a great time to set up those systems. So it was just like tearing open boxes the first day, getting as much out, and then the next few days setting up the organizing system. So not only are they unpacked and moved in, um, but the systems are there, you know, so they can really start uh, on the right foot in their new home. Okay, so you say systems with organizing. Help me understand, Mm -hmm. what does that exactly mean? So in physical organization, that means like the bins, the labels, the baskets, uh, the dividers. So looking at a empty space and figuring out how you can create uh, categories like and, and physical kind of like areas that are they're bound into different categories so that you don't have a shelf that is just like loose to pile up whatever. So a system means you know where to find something and you know where to put it back. That's essentially the system of a physical space. Gotcha. Okay. So I have to be devil's advocate for a second because I'm all about organizing as well. But Mm -hmm. my head immediately hears people saying, yes, organizing sounds awesome. I love the idea of having a system, but it sounds like it's going to take so much freaking time. Is that true? Um, it can. Yeah. I, I don't want to disillusion anyone that organizing should just be a couple hours because I think that is where maybe someone feels discouraged is that they're in there and they're on hour three doing a pantry and they're like, what, what? am I terrible at this? But no, like we would spend eight hours with two organizers on one pantry sometimes. That's how long it can take. Um, And so I want people to know that it does take time. But here's the thing is that anything in life, there's trade-offs, right? So like there's the trade-off of time, but the trade-off you get back in investing that is a system that we would go into these client homes later, a year later, and their pantry was still working. Like there could be, there was maybe like a couple of cans and maybe some chip bags that weren't in the right place, or we would make an adjustment and add a new basket. But overall, like it really is a trade-off that, you know, initially sounds like scary. You don't want to do it. I don't have the time. But at the end of the day, if you want to think about it, look at what that'll give you, you know, in the long run. I love that. Okay. So it's time of year for us right now when we're recording this Mm -hmm. new year. And I know we're both seeing a ton of people that are like, yeah, let's get everything all organized and let's get rid of stuff. Why? Okay, so we get on this this system where we're like, all right, here's my new pantry organization. Here's my garage. It's completely cleaned. And six months later, it's not working. What what goes wrong? Why is that the case? Um, Life. (laughs) Life happens. Yeah, life happens. And um, that's okay. That's okay. Like that should happen because life happens. And you're going to bring new items into a physical space. Um, one thing I would say is when you make those categories of bins or systems or dividers or whatever, and you're kind of assigning them, like the, the broader you can be sometimes can be helpful, or at least having a few broad categories so that when a new item enters, it could fit into one of those broader categories. Um, so that's one thing. But then another thing to remember is like, if you, I like to make a health and fitness analogy when it comes to organizing is that, you know, you set up a, a garage or whatever, and then you're like, all right, I'm done. Um, you know, 
when you work out, it's kind of like you, you have to keep up at it <laughs> when you're trying to achieve health or fitness. It's not like a one and done thing. You can't spend, you know, a week in the gym and then be like, all right, I'm good. I'm good for 2020. Like I wish, I, know, that be great? <laughs> I wish that was the case. That would be great. But you know, six months like that, that's a good run. Like if you get a six month run of a calm, efficient space that doesn't stress you out and you can find things and it helps saves you time, like great that good job like six months is great so again look back and be like that that's a that's a win like that's great like think of what had you not done that and I think so many times you know we we want it to just be like okay hands off crystallized and perfect like I never have to deal with this again um we want the easy way out but um but really like that that's it's going to take maintenance and that's okay. doesn't mean that the system was wrong. That's the whole process. Um, but think of, you know, just think of the benefit that you can get from that. So if you, if somebody wants to organize their life, what are some of the implications outside of just having a clutter free place that they can expect if they do start to organize and declutter their life? Yeah, huge. So mental and focus, um, you know, whether, whatever you're trying to do in your life, if if you have clutter around you, it's going to subconsciously take your mind away from it. It distracts you and it creates friction. And in order to get into, you know, I don't know if you like read Cal Newport, but he talks about, you know, flow and uh, going into deep work and he talks about friction and he sets up, you know, talking about setting up your desk you know, so that every time, you know, you know, you're not distracted and you can just jump right into deeper work. So taking that broader into your life, whether you're parenting or building a business or just living your life, um, you know, the less friction you can have to dive and click into really what's important to you and what you're there to do on a day-to-day basis. Um, it, it just is easier on you mentally. (laughs) And yeah. And then having like a system, whether it's a physical space or maybe it's like a, a routine system. I, I love routines. Um, you know, those are there to help. Where can I find this? Where do I put this back? I need to clean up the playroom. I need to clean up the kitchen. Um, it, it helps you make less decisions, like little minuscule decisions because you already set that up at one point in time. Um, so it helps your like, decision fatigue, your mental fatigue. Um, so you save energy. And then of course you save time because you're not running around looking for things. It's crazy. Like I think there's, uh, it's a lot of time that we collectively waste on a year basis. Um, I can't share the stat off the top of my head, but it's, I remember I heard it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's staggering. (laughs) But, um, basically you waste a lot of time looking for things. So if you can save that time, imagine what else you can do. And even the financial implication too. So Mm -hmm. hypothetically, like we're talking about organizing your physical space, but that even extends into your financial documents. It extends Mm -hmm. into how do you, how are you able to find things in your pantry? So you're not going to the grocery store and buying five of the same thing if you already had it. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's so important. And that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to chat with you because this does, it touches way more than just the way your home looks. It's every area. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it. I really always encourage people when they're organizing, the first step is to take everything out because a lot of times we'll just kind of rifle through in a little area and pick out what we think has expired or what we no longer need anymore. But every time we'd approach a space when I did this professionally and even now, just even in my own home, whether it's a small drawer or your fridge or your whole closet, you want to take things out of the space that you're working with because then you really see what's truly in there. And it's just like, 
like shocking what you find, what has expired, what you totally forgot about that's lurking back there in the corners. And you can be like, oh, great. I don't have, I forgot I had this. I was going to go out and buy it. Now I don't need to. Or you'll find duplicates. Um, and, and that can help financially because again, you know, you're not wasting money buying duplicates. There's yeah. a lot, I found a lot of duplicates when I would organize spaces. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, I do that for my own too. I, I did mm-hmm. a really big pantry overhaul maybe a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding, Mika. I thought for sure, I'm like, this is going to fail. Like, there's no way I'm going to keep it looking this great. But I w- worked within a system that fit for me and for mm-hmm. my life and the way I grocery shop. And it's still very organized. Now, I can't say that about other areas, but <laughs> <laughs> the pantry's stuck. Yeah. So I love this tip of taking everything out so you can see what you have. Mm-hmm. If you were working with a client, you, you pull mm-hmm. everything out. What's the next step? What do they do after that? So the next step is then you start placing items, maybe like on a counter, a table, whatever, you know, space you have available and kind of grouping like items. So you're starting to categorize categorize as you pull items out. Um, And then once things are kind of categorized, then you get a general sense of what you have. And then it's way less more overwhelming to decide within a category what you want to keep and what you want to toss instead of dealing with the whole picture of the entire space. So you have like in, you know, your category of just shirts, like, okay, let's just take a look at the shirts that I have um, in my closet and then decide which ones you want to keep. And then after you decide what you're keeping, what you're letting go, then then it's a much more intentional putting back because you're you're you've thought about each thing that you took out and then now you're putting everything back and when you put it back you have to think about it for a, a minute or not even a minute a second and that's much more intentional because then you end up with really items that you're like okay yes I am keeping this like this this has use and a place in my life so okay so once we have it all categorized and we start to figure out what do we want to keep, what has value in our lives, what sparks joy, as Marie Kondo would say. Yeah. Do you go with that approach too? Are you like thinking every item when you get rid of it? No, I I, I do not sit there and see if it sparks joy. Um. <laughs> I wondered. <laughs> I don't, but I think what she means by that is decide, like, if you just, I mean, does it really, it's kind of like just asking, like, do I really need this? Or do do I really wear this? It's not, you don't have to love, you can't love all of your items. Like I say, you know, think if you use it, if you need it or you love it. So some things you may not love, but so, you know, that is a yes, then, okay, I I need this. I'm going to place it back into whatever space that you're working with. Okay. So in the example of the pantry, so we have Mm -hmm. everything all organized and and we see the different categories. What would the next step be to get this process started for us? Yeah, so then you're placing items back and in that intentional place back, you are now thinking about how you use the space. So, okay, when I'm standing here with the pantry and I'm like about to make dinner or I'm going in for breakfast or I'm trying to grab the kids a snack, how, you know, what's the thing that I use the most? And that's the one you want to make kind of front and center and most accessible. And then the items that maybe you don't use as much, maybe bulk items you can put on the bottom, maybe, you know, serving dishes you can put up top. So the things that you're not using quite as much, maybe you're not much of a baker, but you want to have some baking supplies there for the times that you do. So you place items back um, in groups and by accessibility. 
And then once you do all that, you're going to say, okay, like this looks more clean. This looks more streamlined. This doesn't look as stuffed, but it really isn't like looking like those organized spaces I see on Pinterest or on, on Mika's Instagram, Instagram. <laughs> or on Mika's Instagram. Like what is missing? I, I did those steps. Well, that is then when you start thinking about, okay, what is going to help me keep these categories in the place I put them in, say the pantry. And that that's where the bins and the containers and baskets come into place because a shelf is just a smaller, wide open place. So how do I make this a little bit more efficient so that it sticks? You know, I always place back items where they belong like categorically. I'm not going to put rush throwing it up there because I don't know where, where to put it. Um, you're giving intention to the space. So you, uh, you want to take pictures, measure the space, um, you know, write down like in a notebook, like, okay, I have uh, an area here that all the things like, these are my cans. Okay. This is an area where it looks like I'm putting breakfast items like oatmeal and cereal and, and whatever pancake mix. Um, okay. Here's where I'm going to put chips and snacks and, and crackers. Like you're, you're, writing down categories, taking pictures, measuring the space. The reason why measuring is important is because then the last step is where you go out, get the products at mm -hmm. the store and bring them back and then implement. And the big mistake, I, I don't, don't want to say mistake as like a negative thing, but a common thing that we will do when organizing a space is you're at Target, you see some cute bins and you're like, oh my gosh, I love it. These are on sale. I'm going to grab them. This will be great for my pantry. And then you come back and realize, oh, I did like seven or, oh, this doesn't fit on my shelf. It's hanging off and it doesn't look great. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it takes time um, to measure and do all that and plan. But the reason why I say take pictures is because then when you go to the store, whether it's Target or Walmart or the container store, um, then you are like, you can reference, you go back and forth and you're like, okay, oh, I like this basket. It's at Target. It's on sale. It's super cute. Let me see. Okay. This is the measurement. Oh, it will fit on my shelf. It's not going to be too big. How many of these do I need? Okay. So I need, uh, I need a dinner one. I need one for breakfast. I need one, you know, so you kind of get a better idea of what you actually need. Um, and that's where you can come up with a better system that will be lasting and not one where you're like trying to make it work because you found these baskets on sale. Um, and really, it's just like every time you go in and out to your pantry, you know, it just doesn't look right. And it's not feeling like it's right. That's so true. Okay, how do you deal with expiration dates on food products? Yeah. So if you're using, obviously if you're using like a basket and you're putting all like say bars in there, um, it's great because that's so much easier to, uh, grab the bar instead of them being in all these different open boxes and you can't tell how many are in there. And, you know, it just looks really cluttered. Like it's way easier to just grab the bar, like four different types of bars in a basket in your pantry. Um, and those will have the expiration dates obviously on each individual package. So you're, you're pretty much good to go. Um, the other, thing is that when you see them, when you see your products, you'll use them faster. And typically, uh, you'll use them before they expire. So that's one thing. I think we all worry about that expiration date, but it's like, well, actually, like you'll go through it before it expires. So items that do have the expiration date, say, you know, you have 
pasta or rice or, you know, dried fruit or something that you're putting into maybe like those clear canisters and containers and stuff. You can write on the back with a chalk marker, which is wet erase. So you can erase at any time. Um, and you can do it directly onto it. You can still see it if you write it with white. Um, I like that better than dry erase because dry erase is a dry erase. So it Mm -hmm. rubs right off. Whereas a wet erase sticks on a little longer, but it's still not permanent. Um, or you can put like maybe a chalk label on the back. Um, so it's black and you can see better and you can just, you know, scribble real quick, uh, not only expiration dates, um, but also any instructions like one cup of quinoa to two cups water any sort of um like pancake mix you can do that on the back as well and again you'll be like wow that's like that takes forever like i don't want to do that extra step um but you do it one it really doesn't take that much time when you really it you t- it took more time for you to think about that <laughs> than to actually <laughs> like most things so, in life right <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly like that anxiety and that like well i'm afraid of it expiring or i'm afraid it's going to take too long it's like just do it. <laughs> just, just do it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you tried and maybe it will work for you. I love to because I mean, I don't have kids myself. But if I did, I would make them little organizers. I'd be like, okay, here's your job. Your job is to go through this, put yeah. all the labels on the containers. I just think it's a really fun way for you to get the whole family involved too. Yeah. And I, you know, I am definitely the most like interested in organizing in our family. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so I, I never want to pressure my kids or even my spouse, even my husband to, um, but over time I've modeled it for them and now they kind of do it naturally in many areas, other areas they're not. Um, but yeah, it, it is so much better because they, um, they've seen me do it. So they've picked up the tricks, you know, to, to make it happen. Sure. Yeah, definitely. With kids more is caught than taught by far. So I think yeah. that's really yeah. um, important that they see that. Okay. I have to ask you because this is becoming a problem in my own life. Digital okay. clutter, my photos yeah. are crazy, Mika. Like I have so freaking many. <laughs> How do you organize digital files or photos even? One, you know, is we say like, how do I organize it? Well, like, it's not really like you're having a problem with organizing it because organizing comes into play when you're trying to find and utilize it. So if you're having the photos you need, then yes, you need an organization system. But really, if you're just overwhelmed by the amount of it, it's a storage and like decluttering issue is that you just have too much. That's it. It's not that you're trying to organize it. You're just trying to get less, uh, which is different. So then that requires you to put some work in, in creating a routine of dealing deleting. I mean, the photos won't delete for you. So two things you can do is go in and delete them yourself. And actually, I wonderfully came across this. I didn't, I don't know how I didn't know this, but that's why I want to share with you now is that when you're deleting on like the iPhone, you can select, when you're selecting, you can just lasso all of them and drag your finger across. You don't have to click each one. And so you just put your finger down and you just like hold it down and it'll start, it'll just select all in like, you know, say you've, took 50 of something that you don't need. So you can just like highlight down and delete all of them. So that saves a few seconds. Yeah. When I'm waiting at the doctor's office or I'm at, you know, on a flight, I'll listen to a podcast and delete photos because honestly, like it's not going to delete itself. Um, And then after you do, you know, kind of get into a routine of decluttering your photos, then um, it's to take less, like don't take as many photos and be more intentional about 
taking the photos. You don't need to take a hundred to get one good shot. You really don't just, you know, be more thoughtful of where you stand, what the lighting looks like, you know, frame the shot. Um, and, and that'll help. I love this. Okay. So you mentioned travel too, and I know that your family is big on travel. Can you share a little bit about what you guys do every year? I think it's so cool. Yeah. So every year, well, we do two things. Do you mean the staycation or do you mean the summers? Oh, that's right. Let's talk about both. Yeah. Okay. So the staycation, at the annual staycation, we kick off the year with family goal setting. And so we are now on our six, we just finished our sixth year and we spend a few days um, at a hotel. So we go off site. So we're not at our house. Um, off site is just a fancy way of, you know, just saying that we, we leave the house and go somewhere else. And um, that gets everyone in the mental like frame of mind to do something different. And so we go over our family, we go reflecting on the past year what we enjoyed, what we didn't, um, and set some goals for the year ahead. And that is something that we really love to do. And then every summer, we spend about six weeks somewhere different. Uh, this initially started with us um, being homeless, basically, because we were living uh, in a rental, and then we were building a house, but then we had nowhere to live in between after our rent was up. Um, and so we're like, well, instead of finding another rental here in Arizona, why don't we just go somewhere? We're both remote. We can remote work anywhere. Yes. Um, and so let's do it. So we went to Belize for six weeks and it was amazing. Um, and then since then, we've done uh, Italy. Uh, this past year, we were in London. And then this year, we're going to Japan. It's oh, fun. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> so where in Japan yeah. are you guys going to go? Uh, we are going to Kyoto and making a stop in Tokyo. And then I have family actually in the south of Japan. I'm part Japanese. Um, so this is really exciting, especially for me, because I get to bring my kids to, you know, where I grew up um, and see their that part of their, you know, their heritage and their background. Aww. How many kids do you have? I have three ages, four through 14. And they're all girls. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. That's a, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> There's a six kids in my family, four girls, oh, two my boys. Gosh. So wow. I respect that. It's oh. fun to have a bigger family. Yeah. yeah. It is so crazy. Yes. It'll be good, yeah. <laughs> yeah it'll be we're good. excited. So I love the idea of just decluttering, getting back on track with all of our things to just give us the mental capacity and the mental energy to breathe again. I think that's the the important piece. And that's what I'm really hearing from you quite a bit. When it comes to yeah. action steps, if you were to give somebody like a little to-do list, a challenge for today from this episode, what would you tell them to do? Mm. Uh, I would challenge someone to tackle, if we're talking physical organization, tackle something smaller. Don't mm. think of a closet. Don't think of your pantry even. Don't think of your kitchen or your garage. Think of something smaller. What that does is it eliminates the overwhelm of, oh my gosh, this huge space. It eliminates the excuse of, I don't have the time because a smaller space is much more doable. Uh, it also eliminates the excuse of, well, it's too expensive to organize because buying just small, simple things in a smaller space, like a drawer or one cabinet, you're not going to be buying a lot of product. Um, so that's a great place to start. And then also the, well, I don't know where to start. Well, I've given you the tip of, you know, take everything out, categorize and put everything in and go 
buy something. So that's kind of a general concept, but that's really much more easily applied in a smaller space. And then that gives you the practice with the skills of organizing that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode that anyone can learn. And that gives you practice that you can then transfer over to a bigger space. And you may think, well, that's not a big deal to do like a drawer. Like that's not going to change my life. But in fact, it's really the small things that do add up and the small areas that you use often um, and clean in those areas really will add up to alleviate the stress and the overwhelm and help you live a more calm and efficient life. You'll be surprised. I love it, Mika. This has been such a fun conversation. I have a few rapid fire questions for you, but yes. before okay. we get into that, tell everybody where they can go to learn more about you and your work. Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm Mika Perry and my website's MikaPerry.com. And there you can see um, lots of blog resources. So ideas on organizing different spaces and also links to the organizing course, as well as a guide to uh, morning and night routines. I'm all about that. Uh, so you can find out more information there. And then my podcast is Good to Be Home. It's a weekly podcast with my husband and we talk about productivity and organizing, but also marriage and entrepreneurship and family and, and parenting and all that as well. I love it. Your podcast is so great too. You talk about some very real things that not a lot of people are comfortable <laughs> sharing. So I appreciate that about you guys. Okay, let's dive into some rapid fires, my friend. Okay. First question, it. you mentioned morning routines. So I'm really stoked about this. I too am obsessed with morning routines. So tell mm -hmm. me what is your current morning routine looking like? Okay, in a nutshell, um, waking up at five, um, I turn on lights, I turn on essential oil diffusers, I wake myself up, I open the windows, uh, I drink lemon water, I make myself coffee, I meditate, I pray, I do skincare, um, I ice my face, that wakes me up too, I love that, um, I try to do a protein shake, and then my kids are up. <laughs> I like it, that's yeah. a productive morning routine. Yeah, thank you, yeah, what are you I'm working diffusing? on it. You um, your, in, in your mornings. Oh, yeah. So essential oils. So I typically in the mornings do like orange and mint. That's my favorite combo. Um, but yeah, for sure. I love it. Okay. Yeah. My next question for you. What is one purchase mm -hmm. you recently made that has made your life better? Um, I, I'm showing you now, but it's my uh, AirPod Pro case. It's like a silicone case. Yes. Um, and I don't know why, but it's helping me find it more easily and keep track <laughs> of it. I don't know why when it's white and it's slippery, it, it goes places. But for some reason, it's pink and it's silicone and I love it and I can find it. <laughs> That's amazing. It's the little things, right? <laughs> it is the little things. Yes. Okay. Next question for you. Where is one location you're dying to travel to? Uh, Maldives. That would be amazing. I love, I love the beach. Me too. Okay. Last question for you. In your opinion, what is the secret to financial success? Um, gosh, being an entrepreneur, <laughs> uh, having control of how much you can make is huge. Um, so that's been a huge blessing for us and something that we love and love to encourage for anyone that has that opportunity. Um, it, you know, it's allowed us a lot of opportunity and us to pursue the things that we want to do and is really rewarding. So, yeah. And you don't have to own your own business. This can be done. We'd like to say like entrepreneurship. You like you can find ways within a corporation or a company or working for someone else. You can get creative um, and have better control of how much you make. 
Love it. Great advice. Mika, thank you so much for your time. It's truly been a pleasure getting to know you and hearing all of your awesome tips. Oh, thank you, Whitney. It's been great to talk to you too. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. What'd you think? I love this episode. I specifically appreciated the digital organization tips because I'm not kidding. I have so much crap on my phone that it was really nice to know exactly what I should be doing. I also really appreciated just her approach on organization. It made it feel very manageable and not a ton of shame around, oh my gosh, my house is a mess again. I I loved her responses to the questions and I think she's really a rock star. All right. That is it for today. If you have enjoyed this episode, share it with one person that you you think it could help. And more importantly, take action on one of the things that you learned in this podcast episode. Knowledge is great, but applied knowledge is even better. So I hope you take action immediately. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week for another episode of the Money Nerds Podcast. Bye.